1: It's the holiday season, and I'm sure some of you have decorations that you're putting out that you haven't used in a year. I also am sure that some of you have maybe had to search for that one decoration in a bin somewhere that takes you forever to find. I know that's been the case for me already this season. So this year, when you're putting your decorations away, you should use Smart Labels. You just buy a pack of Smart Labels QR code stickers on Amazon, slap one on the holiday decorations bin, and use the Smart Labels app to catalog each thing you put away. Then next year, when you are searching for that one thing, all you have to do is search in the Smart Labels app, and it will tell you exactly where you put it. It's so easy, and it will save you a ton of time. So get started. Go to Amazon and search for Smart Labels QR
0: code stickers today. Hello, everybody. This is Felicia, and I am going to start us off with a high five, and that is to reiki energy healing. <laughs> I don't know if any of you have heard of this or done it, but I just went to um a lady named Kristen and her Instagram is mother tree reiki and she's actually I found out I have heard her on a couple of podcasts and talked to her about coming on our podcast so she will be coming here so you can all hear from her, but she actually I found out she lives just minutes from me. And, um, just in our town, which is very random. And I went to her for a energy healing session and probably of any of the like modalities of healing that I've done, it has, it was the most, um, profound. It was really, really cool. I didn't have much of an idea of I've heard of Reiki and like talked to people who've done it, but I didn't really know what would happen. So I went in totally blind and the experience was really cool. She definitely has a gift. So I will we will link her account if you're interested um but also we'll have her on the podcast but it was very cool. So that is my high five today. Ooh, that's fabulous. Okay.
2: Okay. Um, I'm going to switch my original plan that I'm going to use my (laughs) high five for next week because did you guys know that I did Reiki training this weekend, this last weekend?
0: Ooh. (laughs) Did I tell you that already? No, Terrilyn, you don't tell us anything. (laughs) (laughs) I learned it last night.
2: (laughs) I literally learned this last weekend how to do Reiki and I was debating which one should be my high five so you just swayed me over to echo that. So cool. And I've tried out my my I've only tried out on my teenage girls, and both of them now are like requesting that I do some on them every night. It's so cool. My my fourteen year old who's like usually just so like yeah whatever cool you know yeah <laughs> yeah no she's like hey can you do that to me again tonight? <laughs> it's adorable. It's so cool. It's a really like I'm excited to learn more. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just second that. That's so cool. I want to go see her now. I'm excited. Yeah, it
0: was. It was really I was like in awe of her like channeling what like it was very it was very cool so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, that's I don't really feel like cool. I know
1: very much about Reiki. I feel like I learned a little bit more from you, Terlin, just last night when we talked and it sounds really cool. So I'm interested to learn more. It's awesome. Um okay, so my <clears throat> mine is a face palm. And that is, I was on... Well, it ended up being a high five. It ended up being okay. But I had to call a company to get customer support. I think it was yesterday. Maybe it was the day before. Always horrible. And yeah. All, yeah. Facepalm in itself. But, and this was actually my second time on the line with this company. And just to be clear, the company actually, like the representatives that I talked to did do a good job, but I was calling... Well, so anyway, so the long story short is when I called, you know, when I first get on, it's like, Oh, we're we're expecting longer than average wait times. We have a wait time of 40 minutes. So I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. So I, I have my AirPods in and, and, but you know how, like, it's just like a nonstop music. And then they talk, you know, like the the computer talks to you for a little while. And, but so, so it's like, I have to have it on because I have to hear when they get on, but it's also like this. Unending noise in my ear. <clears throat> so, so, this is happening as I'm like cleaning up. My kids are playing, and then something, you know, and it, and every once in a while it'll come back on and say like, "Oh, now your wait time is 31 minutes. Now your wait time is 20 22 minutes." So, it, like, it keeps me posted. So, I had gotten to probably about like 16 minutes. So, I have gotten like a good way down, and my kids kind of started to squabble. So, I like went over, and they were both kind of like talking really loud. And I was trying to understand what was happening. And just absentmindedly, like without thinking, I like reached up to my AirPod, you know, cause like when I'm listening to a podcast or something, it's like, I reached up to like pause it, like to pause what was happening in my ear so I could like focus on what was happening. But for anybody who has AirPods, when I clicked it, it like hung up the phone call that I had been waiting for already for like, how long had that been? 25, 30 minutes. So then I was like, no, like as soon as I hung up, I was like, no, I literally just lost my place in line and I've been waiting this whole time. So then I had to call back. And when I called back again, it started me at 40 minutes again. Like, it was like, your wait time is 40 minutes. I was like, dang it. So I was like, it's not going to happen again. Like, I'm, I'm in, like, I'm going to wait. But anyway, so I did end up waiting the whole 40 minutes again. So it ended up being, you know, close to probably over, I think it was over an hour that I had just waited with this nonstop noise and talking in my ear. And then finally, when I got on the phone with the person, they were helpful and we were able to come to a solution that we were both pleased with. So it ended up being okay. But man, I was like, it was one of those moments where I was like, <laughs> like shaking my fists at the air. I was so mad. <laughs> oh, uh,
0: that's anyway. so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. So big I face fact- palm to that. I have accidentally answered calls that I, I don't answer any calls except for if they are people that I have saved in my phone. Like if it's a random number, I don't answer ever. Yeah. Never. Totally. And, yeah. Yeah. I've had my AirPod in, and a call's been coming in, and same thing. It's like so much noise, and I'm just like, ah, stop! And then it answers. <laughs> yeah.
1: So then I just have to yeah. hang up. On <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So then no, I'm totally. always a- <laughs> Yeah, AirPods, man, they're so convenient, but also a little too convenient. They make it a little too easy just to, to hang up or answer when you don't want to. Really do. Anyway, yeah. So it's. Was- that was my face palm, But again, it ended up being okay. My, my solution did get fixed, but it was crazy. So, okay. Now segueing into what we're going to talk about today. Um, I think I'm excited about this topic because I think this is something that we all deal with all the time. So we're going to talk about stress and overwhelm. Um, we read a little while ago, we all read Alice of the heart by Brene Brown. We've done a couple of episodes on this book of hers and the cool thing about it is um, for anybody who's read it, it's it's a super cool book because it's a really cool reference book. Her whole premise of the book is that the language that we use to um, describe our emotions that we're having actually affects how we experience life. Like the language that, you, that we use really matters. And so her whole book is she goes through these different key emotions. I think it's 87 key like uh, feelings and emotions that we all feel and basically like helps us understand it better. And when, when it makes sense to use it, because how we are going to use these words actually affects how we experience it. Um, which I think I've talked about this before, but I just think it's fascinating that like I, I took a class in college. It was all about communication. And I think the cool thing is, is it said the same thing. And it talked about how like in different cultures, some cultures just have like different words for different things. And it, it talked about like a tribe I believe it was like in Africa or somewhere that like, they actually don't see, and I could be getting the color a little bit wrong, but it's like, they don't see the color blue. Like, you know, they've done tests, like they actually don't see the color blue, but part of it is because they don't have, or no, it was green. But the part of it is because they don't have a word for green to like describe it. So it's kind of interesting because it's like when we have language to communicate kind of our world around us, it actually allows us to be more aware and experience the world around us more fully. So I think it's, Really worthwhile for us to become acquainted with this, and so today we're really going to hone in on stress and overwhelm and brene, in her book, she kind of talks about how stress um, is when it's like both a physiological and a psychological reaction, so our our emotional reaction is more tied to our cognitive assessment of whether we can cope with our situation rather than how our body's reacting so you know like stress is just we experience it every day. It's part of life, but like stress, chronic stress can be really damaging to, to our health, especially if we can't get out of it, which we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, but overwhelm is being completely, she talks about it. It's being completely overcome or overpowered by a thought or feeling. So overwhelmed means it's an extreme level of stress so it can be emotional and or cognitive intensity to the point of being unable to function so feeling stressed and feeling overwhelmed seem to be related to our perception of how we are coping with our current situation um which i think is also important because it's like our our stress level is incre- which i just think this is kind of interesting it's like it's related to how we feel like we can cope with the situation so if we feel if something stressful might be happening but it's like oh wait no i have the tools with how to cope with this that's going to change how we're feeling, like the stress that we're going to be feeling. So I think that's also interesting because it's like we can actually be experiencing the same stressor as someone else. But if our perception of how we can cope with it is different, it actually is going to affect how we feel about stress, which I think is important.
0: Yeah. And it's like everything we can't, like we can't compare sh- uh, stress or overwhelm because we all have a different capacity to cope. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I I think that's really a cool thing to note. And I we've all said like, "Oh my gosh, like why am I just not handling this?" Well, and all these people whether that's having a new baby, whether whatever it is, like how can they just go on functioning? And yeah, it's all so individual.
1: Mhm. Yeah.
0: yeah, and what I Oh, and and
1: I was just going to say she, I love, she gives an example. Brene gives the example of when she worked at a restaurant, they would, uh, she was like a waitress and they would talk about if you were feeling stressed, like in your situation, they talked about it. They'd call it being in the weeds, which just meant you had a lot going, like you had all these tables that needed stuff and people would help you. Like they'd be like, Hey, what do you need? And they would help figure it out. Cause that was stressful. But then they would say, they would call it being blown was the equivalent of being overwhelmed. And that was like, She said like in her time of waitressing, it only happened like three times. And they always happened like at the end of triple shifts. It was the end of a semester. So she was trying to get money for tuition. And she said like that, the only way to come back from overwhelm, like being blown is a complete state of non doing. So it's like, there are two different things. And I think sometimes it's easy for us to use them interchangeably, but I think it's, it's definitely worth noting that, that they are different. Like stress can cause overwhelm. But overwhelm is like a whole nother level of we need to like she talks about a state of non doing, like we need to stop doing to be able to get out of overwhelm, which I think is interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Teddy, let go.
2: For here, I, I think this is a nice place to kind of say how we feel it in our bodies is we have so many different kinds of things that can take us to overwhelm. So and we see this in our children, right? You know, they it's like when they have that flooding of emotion. I'm not in this thing. Uh, yeah, I would say overwhelmed with emotion, but, you know, where it's like, we always say it's not about the blue cup, you know, when they have the tantrum over the blue cup, not about the blue cup. For me, this is how overwhelm works. So I might be feeling stress that we have like circumstantial stress and we have emotional stress. And for me, both can really blow me. Like I can be blown. That mm-hmm. sounds weird. Um, but, <laughs> but for me, like if I'm feeling emotionally, like I would say this last year, I, now know what it's like to be emotionally overwhelmed in a way I never knew before, right? It used to be more circumstances like, oh, I just have a lot. And then I get to a point where it's like, it's too much. I got to take a break. That's what I thought overwhelm was. But over this last year, I felt like I've really learned and I'm not saying that's a great thing, but it's a something to learn is that there's such thing as emotional overwhelm. Like it can be literally like this is just too much. It's almost like you're in fight or flight for too long and then you get to a point where it's just full blown shutdown. Like it's like literally I'm gonna sit in front of my dishwasher because I can't actually empty it because I'm just gonna sit here. But that's the my only option. You know, it feels like that. So I'm just I guess here as we're defining overwhelm, those of you listening, be aware that it could be circumstantial where you get to the point where the stress is too much, you're in the weeds, you're in the weeds, you're weeds, and then you're blown. Or it can be emotional where it's that like fight or flight, kind of like almost like you're just feeling overwhelmed emotionally by so many things. And then you still get to that point though. Like then something just puts you over the top and you can feel it. And for me, it totally affects my ability to do the circumstances, right? All of a sudden it's like everything's shut down. So, um, anyway, I think this is also, we all kind of feel it differently in our bodies. And I love when people share about how they feel it. So, we're going to give you some examples of how we feel it in our bodies and you, or how it feels for us. And then see if you guys can, sometimes it helps me clarify what I'm feeling. So for me, when I think about it, it's funny before we were like, I'll talk about how we feel about this. And for me, I actually had to like breathe out of it. Cause I like had leaned into it so much. I could like pull the overwhelm up and I was like, hold on, hold on. It's five thirty in the morning in my closet. I'm actually not overwhelmed right now. This is just <laughs> imagining it is a little much for me. So whew. I'm going to talk about it here, but I'm going to keep myself not overwhelmed, ready. Um, For me, when I really feel overwhelmed, when I have gotten to the point where I am past just feeling stressed and I'm in the point of, I need to do non-doing in order to reset myself, this is how it feels. I feel it above and behind my heart, a tightness. I also feel like my shoulders to my diaphragm almost freeze and I've also when I imagine it, I can feel it. My neck, like I stop moving my neck back and forth. Like if I need to look back and forth, I'm not moving my neck. It's like I move my whole torso, like somebody with a neck injury, you know, like that, like almost like my whole upper body just kind of like psst, freezes and it feels like I'm incapacitated. Like that's how it feels in that like, unless it's something totally necessary, like picking up my kids or taking them somewhere it feels when I'm in that state of overwhelm, like a text message is too much. Like I, I I can't, I can't even respond to a text message. So that's Mm -hmm. how it feels inside of me physiologically. And then circumstantially is I feel paralyzed. So for me, it's love as I don't even like talking about it. (laughs) I don't love it, but, um, but that's how it feels inside of me. So it goes from feeling and the stress building up you know, that's just more like I can feel cortisol. Sometimes I feel like a little even more energy because it's cortisol. I can feel it. And it's almost like I kind of get started frantically. Like I'm going from thing to thing or I'm stuck in circular thinking and I do the same thing with my thoughts. So circumstantial stress looks like I'm just doing a lot of things scatteredly. Emotional stress feels like I am just going from one thing to the other in my brain. And I'm like, for me, it feels like circular thinking. Like I'm just getting off the ground, which we're going to get some tools here later. We're going to talk about keys like antidotes to that but it feels like I'm like lifting off like in my mind I'm having so many different emotional reactions that it feels like something inside of me is like almost like lifting me off that's what emotional stress feels to me so those are like the warning signs of I'm getting close to overwhelm and then once I get to that the spillover then it's that for me shut down paralyze. I can't do anything like that anyway that's what it feels for me it's real fun what about you guys
0: and it's it's interesting because what you're saying is that your body is sh- is making you do the thing that you kind of need in overwhelm which is to mm-hmm. stop. Your body and I if if any of you have read the body keeps a score or anything by Gabor Maté, that is our body's response whether that's through it it makes it so you, you know, your immune system's lower. So you get sick or you you go cr- chronic fatigue. Like you, you just have no energy. Like your body will make you stop, but hopefully with tools and we're going to share some of them, we catch it when we're in the helicoptering uh, mm-hmm. before, so that we don't shut down against our will because <laughs> we want to yeah. choose to shut down so we can yeah. heal. We don't want to be forced to shut
1: down. <laughs> right. Um, Totally.
2: And when you're talking about body stuff, it's fascinating because I have been learning deeply that every part of our body is telling us something directly. So say for example, even just the neck, like not moving the neck, neck is all about perspective, right? Like if you have a flexible neck, you can look around. And when I am in overwhelm, I don't have perspective. Like it's tunnel vision, right? So it's fascinating Mm -hmm. that my neck stops working. Like it's It's like my flexibility, my perspective shuts down. So it's really cool. When you start going deep into what your body is telling you by its reactions, it's amazing. Like our bodies are these incredible feedback systems. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. So how I'll tell you how I feel overwhelmed and the, the sensation you're describing, like the tightness of chest, I also... Um, recognize that when I'm in overwhelm. And um, it's almost like a, you can't breathe. I can't breathe deep enough. And um, my throat, like my throat feels almost like tight. Mm. And I heard a quote um, by Elizabeth Gilbert. It might even be Brene Brown who shares this, but um, in her podcast, but she said, you are afraid of surrender because you don't want to lose control but you never had control. All you had was anxiety. And Mm -hmm. that's what my buildup to overwhelm feels like. And the tightness in my throat is kind of that where it's like an emotional buildup of like, I can't handle this. And it feels like I need to surrender to the emotion of it, see it, accept it, all of that. But I'm trying to stuff it down. Mm -hmm. And that second part, like you never had control. All you had was anxiety. I just love that reminder of in the buildup, that is what it feels like. Like I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to keep all these plates spinning. Like I have control of this, but really it's just my building up anxious stress that is keeping all the plates up. I I don't really have control. Like any of them could fall at any second. And I I just like that reminder that sometimes it's a surrender that we need and like a a recognition of the emotion. So like the emotional side of the surrender. And that's where I get that like tightness in my throat. Like I probably do need to, to push it through with like crying or laughing or dancing or blah, blah, blah. And we'll talk about all these, but I'm, I'm trying to just keep it controlled in there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, cause it's scary to feel overwhelmed. I think like it's, it is a loss of control because you do have to just like, yeah, if you don't do it on your own, it's like, like we just talked about, it's like a forcing of shutting down. Like your body will do it eventually if we don't listen to it. So I, I think, I don't know if I have a ton to add on how I feel it. Cause I actually think you both described it really well. That tightness of chest for sure. Like when I was thinking about it, it's like that heart, like my heart feels tight maybe don't feel like I can even like breathe in all the way. <laughs> like I feel like that is a similar feeling for me where it's like, I feel like a tightness in my chest can't breathe and, um, not, not can't breathe at all. But it's like, I almost feel like I can't expand my chest enough to like breathe. <laughs> um, but what I liked about everything that you both said is that there's this really cool analogy, um, from Brene Brown did this, great episode with the authors of a book called burnout. And they actually gave this analogy of um, like a tunnel. And I think this goes for any emotion that we feel, but I think especially with feeling stress or overwhelm, like it's like a tunnel. So I think sometimes we, we either don't want to feel it Cause like, oh I don't have time. Like I don't have time to deal with this right now. Like I just need to keep moving kind of thing. But if we don't just lean in and go through the tunnel and feel it, then we sometimes get stuck in the tunnel. And so I think like what you guys were both saying where it's like, if we can accept and and just move through the tunnel, even though sometimes that can feel scary. Or again, like, it's like, I don't have time. Like, I don't have time to like sit and go through this. Um, but if we imagine it as that, it's like, then it allows our bodies. I loved it because they talked about, they gave the example of a stress cycle. Like we, our bodies go through a stress cycle. and And like from an evolutionary standpoint, you know, thousands of years ago when we would have stressors, you know, like, again, they always give the example of like a predator. So like, yeah, a tiger comes, your body goes into like its mode of flight, uh, flight, fight, or freeze. Like that, that is some of the responses that we have. And at that time, it's like, then after we get out of the situation, after the tiger leaves or we fight it off or however that happens, our body, like it naturally would have completed the stress cycle because we, we went through it with that. But now we don't have stressors that are a tiger. It's like now you have a, a job that you go back to every day and you might have the same stressors that you are doing with the job that you can't necessarily like run away from, so to speak, like flight. And so it's interesting because um, what I loved is then they gave some examples of we have to then complete it for our bodies so that we don't get in a state of burnout is what they talked about. And what you're talking about, Terri where it's like, then you get to a point where it's like, like you said, you're sitting in front of the dishwasher and it's like, I cannot even like, that's a state of burnout. It's like, you've gotten so far where it's like, I can't go any further. So the idea behind is, is that if we are, if we are consistently clearing out that stress cycle, it keeps our bodies and our minds from getting stuck in the tunnel, so to speak. We don't get stuck in the cycle. We complete it and our bodies can move on. So I love that idea.
2: Yeah. It's the concept of, so what is the equivalent of our running from the tiger? Because running from the tiger is what processed it for us. All the things in our blood system, our metabolism, because we're running, that's what's metabolizing the cortisol. So if we're in a mm-hmm. car feeling road rage, how in the world do we process the cortisol that's in us? Because we're sitting in a car, right? So that's, I think, the one of the challenges of our our whole entire world is what is the equivalent for us of running from the tiger? when we're not actually running from tigers but we're still processing cortisol. So, we have some cool tools that will help us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I want to know on the in that stress cycle, I feel like we often give name to um fight and flight. But something that Brené talked about in that episode was a lot of the times freeze is a more feminine response to Mm. the stress cycle Mm -hmm. and it's recognized as weakness or like, Oh my gosh, like she just needs to do something kind of, but like to realize that like we were talking about, like when your body's like stop, like freeze is a a stress cycle response. And actually it serves the same release as fight and flight. So like you can get through the stress cycle, say with the tiger by fighting it, by running, but also by playing dead. So, Mm -hmm. so when you, so like, let's talk about an extreme example, Um, like in cases of sexual abuse or physical abuse, when people freeze, and a lot of times there can be a lot of shame around that. Like, why didn't I fight? Why didn't I run? Why didn't I do something? Actually your body that freeze is your body's super smart response, like if a tiger or bear was coming and you played dead, there's a one third chance that that's the right choice like that they that like that predator would leave you because you're dead, whatever, so your right. body is your body is so wise when it chooses that, and so if you have had situations where you froze and you're holding shame for your freeze response. Like your body made the right choice. You can give yourself that grace. It was making the choice to move you through that cycle. And I, I have had, I have talked to victims of abuse that do feel shame about that response. And anyway, so that was really cool in the episode, just to give yourself that recognition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love okay, that. Let's Getting move into free. tools because I need to get this off my chest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, husbands overwhelmed through this um, I'm
2: feeling that we all just leaned into. I'm ready?
0: So the first, well, <laughs> the first tool that helps me that I want to share is actually a tool from Tara Brock. She's a meditation um, teacher, and she developed this process called Rain, and it's an acronym that stands for Recognize, Accept. Um, gosh, what's the I recognize? Accept, investigate, Invest, investigate. Yeah. Um, and so basically, the process is to do a body scan to feel those emotions in your body. So start from your head, move down through your whole body to your toes, and find where you feel a triggering. Maybe that's the tightness of the chest or the throat and say, what what emotion is causing me to feel this? So maybe it's, you know, I feel helpless because my husband lost his job and I just, I need to help in some way. So recognize that emotion. And then it's accepting, at, so that accepting and that investigating in the acronym, I feel like that process kind of happens together. Um, and then the nurturing is, is that giving yourself like self-forgiveness, compassion, not shaming those emotions and moving into that acceptance of the emotion. And when we talked about the stress overwhelm definition, it is, it is that emotion. It's usually not that we're being attacked by a tiger. It is how we're feeling about our ability to cope with a given situation. So by identifying that emotion, we can help ourselves move through the stress cycle. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I liked that because yeah, like I think in our world today, it's not the tiger. It is like either our job is stressful or, you know, with our kids, it's like something overwhelms. It's like, I know for me, if both of my kids are like crying and needing me at the same time, that's stressful for me. Like, I feel like I'm like, ah, like I can't, I can't take it in all at once. And so, but I like that. It's like, if we can mentally be aware of what's stressing us, that it's like, hold on a minute. I, I actually am like, I do know what's going on. I think there's a lot of power in knowing that our, our minds actually do have control over what we're stressed about. So like, if we can realize that I think it can bring a lot of power to us that it's like, say, With the kids' situations, like I can think about it ahead of time and say, like, wait a minute, like, is everybody safe? Is everybody okay? Like, do I need to be feeling stressed? Like, I can almost like talk it through with myself, and I think it can then reduce our ability because we realize, wait, I do have the power to cope with this, and I think it empowers us and helps us, like, kind of overcome those stressors because we realize, wait a minute, this isn't a tiger. I am not in danger. Like we're okay. This is just two, two little kids that are screaming at me. That might be stressful, but it also gives light to what it actually is that it it is okay. Like I don't, I have power over the stressor, which I think really is empowering.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I like that. I think that's beautiful. I I agree with all these tools. I think they're all really helpful. Uh, One I would like to add that has been so powerful for me along with that acronym and leaning into that, just being aware of it, um, is grounding for me. Grounding is probably like the most right now, (laughs) the best, um, overwhelm combatant that I have. And that is, so for me, if I'm like inside, it means full blown, like, can I take out stimulation? Can I go into a closet? Whatever. But I actually like focus on my breath and imagine that I'm grounding, like I imagine I have roots and they're like going through my house all the way down into the ground. And I just breathe, breathe with that feeling. Uh, What I found is that um, when I connect, especially when I connect prayer to that, it really connects. Like I feel like I'm from above and below that feeling of safety. Like I I feel like the earth really just the last this last year. It's amazing. As you go through difficult things, it's amazing the things you discover also because you're pushing through the difficult things. Um, but there's like a lot of safety because for me, overwhelm doesn't feel safe. Overwhelm feels, it is, it's a freeze response for me, and which is survival. Like we freeze because we're trying to survive, right? And so safety is a really important component for me and learning that I can give it to myself. I can give myself that feeling of safety by. Imagining that I'm tapping in and feeling that comfort, that like sustaining force from underneath is so beautiful. And for me, guys, I cannot actually tell you how many times in the last year <laughs> that I have literally ran. Say, so, like I'm filling, I'm filling, I'm getting my kids off to school, and I'm just like, keep it together, keep it together here. And then I get home and I just run outside. Like I like grab my coat, run with no shoes, of course, because I need to actually feel the earth and connect in, I mean, I have wild right outside my backyard. So I just go into the wild, but you could just do it on the grass. You can do wherever you could do it anywhere that is outside. But for me, it is the fastest and the most powerful, uh, thing I have when I'm in the full state of overwhelm. And I can't, I feel like I can't even think, um, grounding. So breathing, imagining that I'm like connecting in. And for me, I think also I think I have a tendency, like I was just saying in my head, I have a circular, like when I get really out of, when it gets out of hand, it's like, I really feel like it's like a tornado, like lifting my head off the ground. So I think that's probably part of my nature. And that's why the grounding feels so good to me. It feels like this, like, okay, okay. Just a one it back. And then when I'm in that space, then I can do what we just talked about. The rain, Terebrox rain is so good. That's, that's when I start tapping in. Okay. Hold on. Where am I feeling this in my body? Oh, I'm feeling it right here. Okay. I'm going to lean into that feeling. Yeah. Lean in. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. Okay. Now it's getting better because I leaned into it. But if I can take a few seconds to breathe and actually imagining myself connecting down, um, then it allows me to go through that rain process from a really space of clarity. And this doesn't have to be long. We can do this in a couple minutes, right? But breathe connect in. Okay. Now I'm going to rain. Okay. I'm going to recognize it. Where am I feeling it? I'm going to investigate it. What is it that's causing this and nurture it? I'm going to give myself some compassion about it. But for me, that's like, I mean, I seriously, I don't, I can't even count how many times I have literally ran outside because I'm feeling so overwhelmed, so flooded that it's like, okay, I'm outside. Okay. It's okay. And I can feel the, if the sun's out, oh, even better. Cause you're getting it from both directions. It's so good. So that for me is just like a really practical tool. That's so nice. I've pulled over before guys. And, like, got out of my car just so I could stand there outside with my feet on the ground and my head facing the sun. Like, I've done that driving before because I just, like, was like, I am being flooded. I really need to feel this feeling, you know? And you can do that in 30 seconds, and it's great. So, for me, that one's probably my number one go-to lately for me.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and I love... Sorry, Kaylin. Yeah, these are all so these a lot of what we're talking about so far. Our individual, just us, tools, and some of the other tools that uh, I think really help are related to other people and and having a positive social interaction. Like sometimes when I'm in those moments, and then I get with a friend and we have a really good laugh or just being in a positive social interaction and realizing that life continues on <laughs> mm-hmm. and that other people have stress and we and we cope and we move through it like there's a world outside of the world in my head uh, really gives me a breath of perspective that is helpful
1: yeah yeah i thought that was interesting so <clears throat> yeah in this in the book burnout the authors talk about how, yeah, that positive social interaction is the equivalent of, you know, they gave an example of like a hippo is chasing after you and you're running and somebody like takes you into their house and closes the door so that like you avoided the hippo. She like gives that example. They give that example of like, that's an idea of like a social interaction where it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like you have this connection with somebody and it can be, it can be brief. It actually doesn't have to be like a long time, but that that actually is the equivalent. It like helps us finish that cycle, which I thought was interesting because some of those other ones are a little bit more intuitive to me. Like, like the physical activity, like, like, you know, Terrilyn mentioned running, dancing, walking, all of those things are like a way to kind of, yeah, again, process some of that cortisol. So like some of these things are like a little more or meditation. They're a little more intuitive, but some of the other ones I was like, Oh, that's interesting that that having a positive social interaction with somebody can help us complete the stress cycle. Like I thought that was really cool. And And what you talked about Felicia with the, having like a real laughter. So like a belly laugh, it's not just like, Oh, like actually having a belly laugh is another way our body can complete the stress cycle, which I feel like I experienced this actually. So when I was pregnant, my, with my first kid, um, I got, I had really bad morning sickness. You know, I, I did not feel good during that first bit of pregnancy and I'm so emotional, Again, part of it probably was like the hormones, but I also think part of it was because I felt so horrible that I just like, was like, no, oh, like I, I just felt awful. And so I was so emotional and I felt like I would cry at everything. And, um, I remember Tara Lynn, I remember talking to you cause I think, you know, at some point I was with Tara Lynn and we were laughing like really hard about something and I was laughing way hard. And, and I remember that day I didn't cry, which was like <laughs> different, like, the beginning of my pregnancy, I was like crying every day, multiple times a day. And I remember Charlie you saying like crying and laughing actually help us release the same emotions, which is cool because when you think about it, first of all, crying is really helpful for us. So like some t- crying is another way of it's, ex- it's a physical expression of stress. So like being able to cry again, that's a way to complete the cycle. So just to be clear, that's a really valid way to complete a stress cycle. So there's no, like, I don't want to say that one's better than the other, but I think it's cool. And something to note that Laughter actually does do the same thing. It releases a lot of the same. It's almost like a pressure release valve, just like crying is. It kind of like releases that pressure and helps us cycle through, which I feel like I've experienced. And that was like one of those times where I remember that day being like, I didn't cry today about anything like I was like this is crazy which was different from like the rest of my pregnancy and I remember thinking like I think it's because my body was able to like release it just in a different way so which was through laughter that day and it was it was a full belly laugh it wasn't just like I think sometimes we laugh you know like in a conversation just for fun like this is the real kind of laughter that I'm talking about that that helps us complete that cycle hmm
0: yeah I love that I and the last one that we want to share is creative expression. And when I hear that as more of a type A person, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go paint when I'm stressed. Like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but there's not only the art, like this doesn't have to be music and painting, but for me writing, um, not even necessarily writing about that emotion, but it is a, a movement of energy through my body, um, dancing, throw on some music and do a dance party with your kids or whoever's with you. Any, any creative expression will also, it's just that movement of energy of that built up stress through your body. Mm-hmm. And we all know the feeling when we've completed the stress cycle. And so Mm -hmm. just, just keep testing the tools. And I think the other note is I was listening to, um, on being it's a podcast and the, the host was saying, we, we are living in a perpetual state of subconscious stress because of many things. We have a lot of like our political climate is, is crazy. Our just climate climate change, stress, um, just the, the economy, there are so many things right now. And so recognizing that and giving yourself some, some grace and just that sometimes putting a a word, a name to it is like, Oh, that, that makes sense. Like identifying these emotions can be so helpful. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, totally. And I love that again, when we, I think we get built up because we, we almost don't realize that we are stressed. I think it's very easy to ignore it, but I, and just be like, Oh, I'm good. I'm good. But the thing is, like we talked about, like eventually your body is going to get to a point where like it, it won't keep going. And so what I loved about some of these ideas is that as we, I think I just love it. Cause it's like, as it comes, like as we feel those stressors at work, as we, like as we're dealing with our loved ones at home, like at, as things happen, If we can actually, I think what's cool about this is that they're very practical tools that we can be doing at any point during the day that like allow us to like continually complete those stress cycles. And I love it that it's like, then we won't be in a state of burnout because it's like we have, we have continuously done that. So I just love that idea that it's like, we, we can help prevent ourselves from getting to overwhelm. If we can continuously be aware of like how we're feeling, what's happening and then being aware of like actually using the tools that we just said, like some of those tools to complete it. Like we can all be doing that every day. And, and I think that that's a really empowering thought, but it's like, we don't, I think overwhelm is going to happen. Like that's just part of life. But I think the more we're aware of it and, and the more we're aware of the language we're using around it, I think it can only bless and help our lives. And in, and in turn really help the lives that
0: are surrounding us too, because we'll be in a better place. I feel calmer than when we started. So good job, everybody with all your tools. All right. We hope this helps you move through the stress cycle and helps you find a little magic. Mm
1: If you like what you heard today, please share this with a friend or loved one. This means so much to us, and it helps the podcast continue to grow. And if this podcast has meant something to you, there are three things that you can do right now that will help us immensely. The first is to subscribe or follow us, and you can do that by going to our page wherever you listen to podcasts, and then if you tap on the upper right-hand corner, there is usually a plus sign or a subscribe button, and just go ahead and tap that, and that will allow you to subscribe or follow us which what this does is make sure that you never miss an episode and it really helps us at Find the Magic. The second thing you do is share it with a friend. So if you like what you heard, um, send it to somebody or post it on social media. This does a ton to help our podcast continue to grow and for us to be able to make more episodes. And lastly, um, if you've enjoyed being here with us on Find the Magic, we would love it if you could leave us a five-star review. Um, we read every single one of those reviews and we appreciate them so much. And we want you guys to know that we... Feel that you, our listeners, are our friends, and we're so grateful. Thank you so much for sticking with us on this journey. We have loved it. So let's find the magic together.
2: <clears throat> me 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 <laughs> Brown
0: cows.